The North Carolina pork industry plays an important role in supporting rural communities across our state. The pork industry contributes more than $10 billion a year to our state's economy and supports more than 44,000 jobs, primarily in small rural communities across eastern North Carolina. Learn more at ncpork.org, the North Carolina Pork Council, the foundational partner for the North Carolina Sports Network. The Old North State Tailgate rolls on for another week here on the North Carolina Sports Network. I'm Mike Waddell, sitting in for Chris Edwards this week. And joining us as always is David Glenn. And David, college football is uh, getting into the mid part of October here. And some big games last weekend really set the table for another big week this week. Yeah, no doubt about it, Mike. I mean, whether it was Carolina's avalanche victory over what looked to be a pretty solid Syracuse team, or Miami's brain cramp loss to Georgia Tech, or NC State being energized by the new quarterback, M.J. Morris, in that win over Marshall, or all, all down the line. Central went to Elon and beat the Phoenix. Western Carolina went to Chattanooga, another ranked FCS team, and beat the Mocs 52-50. to 50. Uh, Could be the best Western Carolina football season of our lifetime before all is said and done. And I know you and I are headed to Cullowee here shortly. Uh, Lenore Ryan is still undefeated in the D2 ranks, and that's actually one of our games of the week. Uh, but, yeah, whatever team you want to look at in North Carolina, man, at App State, Sean Clark lost on Tuesday and has some fans calling for his job. Mike Houston lost at ECU on Thursday night and has some ECU fans calling for his job. But on the plus side, Carolina is – Looking like one of the best teams in the ACC. Uh, they have the Hurricanes this week. We'll talk about that matchup a little bit later. And after looking really dreary offensively with the UVA transfer, Brennan Armstrong at the controls, uh, last year's freshman, MJ Morris, who played well in a couple of games, really electrified the Wolfpack offense and a locker room that needed a lift as the pack beat Marshall and now heads to Duke in another of our games of the upcoming weekend. The original Saltworks has been serving the Wilmington area for over 50 years. Owner Bob Hubbard and his staff create a welcome atmosphere to go along with their home-cooked breakfast and lunch that simply cannot be rivaled anywhere in North Carolina. Eggs, waffles, hot dogs, crab cakes, and the best grits in the state. The original Saltworks, a proud partner of the North Carolina Sports Network. The ACC Network is just not about games. It's about lifestyle, it's about food, and the talk about all of the above. We are joined now by Jess Roy of the ACC Network Travel Series three-day weekend already in the hopper. They have a UNC edition coming up this weekend. They will debut the big NC State edition. And Jess, it seems like for a Boston girl like you, you're spending a lot of time down south in ACC country. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Mike. This is awesome. Um, yes, I have been spending a ton of time in uh, North Carolina specifically this year, and I got to say I love it. My little Yankee soul absolutely loves North Carolina. Um, 
we definitely had a blast shooting at all the triangle schools. Um, and so we have aired the Duke slash Durham episode. And you just saw Chapel Hill for uh, UNC Carolina. And then coming up, as you mentioned, is um, NC State for Raleigh. So it's really neat to see, at least for me as a traveler, that I can go to one small triangle area and get so much different flavor, not just from a food perspective, but just from a culture and um, small business and history and human interaction um, experience. But in addition to that, how cool is it that in such a small area, you have so many loyalists to their teams and to their schools. And let's talk about you for a second. Now, uh, our mutual friend, Rick Rolinzik, who's one of the producers of Three Day Weekend, was telling me about you and this series over the summer when we were in Charlotte at the ACC football kickoff. And it sounds like truly the best job in the world. You get to go around to go to sporting events, you get to hang out with really cool people, and you get to do food. And it really does mesh your present, which is being a television personality and running your cooking school there in Boston, along with your past, because you're a former pro athlete and you're a current chef. So you, you get it all right here with this new three-day weekend on the ACC Network. Oh, yeah. I'm basically living my dream. This show is one that I have wanted to manifest for so long. Um, ever since I started working in TV, I've always wanted to have a show that melds all my passions, which is travel, food, and drinking, uh, and sports and adventure. And that's exactly what Three Day Weekend does. So yeah, it's been taking me around to all of the ACC college towns, love a college town. Um, and I just get to meet awesome people, interact with the locals, learn more about the culture. Uh, I get to meet some sports legends. Sometimes they put me in uh, on the field and see what happens. Um, I always try to do an adventure activity wherever we are. And then the eating. The eating, the eating, the eating. I'm always looking for the next best bite. Well, let's talk about your North Carolina episode because that was the most recent one that I had a chance to watch. And you got a chance to meet a guy named Damian Moore at Dame's Chicken. Tell me about what makes Dame's Chicken unique because I got to tell you, I didn't know about this place. I didn't know a lot about these places that you talk about, but it's like my calendar of where I'm getting ready to go eat over the next month, I'm going to send you my Weight Watchers bill because I'm going to gain a lot of weight eating things like Dame's chicken. I mean, get ready to unbutton, uh, unbuckle one notch on your belt because we eat. And um, so, yeah, at Dame's Chicken and Waffles, uh, it's delicious. He has a really secret special way that he does his chicken. It's like a whole three-day process for three-day weekend. Um, and then it's super juicy and moist and crispy. And he serves the chicken and waffles with this really special um, side that he calls a schmear. And I was like, hmm, is this a gimmick? No, the schmear is where it's at. It's like a whipped, creamy, buttery flavor that goes on the chicken and waffle. Um, and it just like melts in your mouth and it's delicious. They're all different flavors too. So I tried the strawberry one, but they have all like 10 different flavors of those. So don't miss it. Dame's Chicken and Waffles, that's where it's at. Now, one of the things that Damien does with his chicken, and you mentioned it, Jess, is that he does a dry marinade on the chicken for two days. What does that do? To the chicken. I, I'm an amateur smoker, just like a, a lot of people are. I like to cook, dabble in the kitchen, but I've never thought about doing something for two days. What extra something comes with that 48-hour prep? 
Okay, this is your new secret weapon, Mike. This is what we in the industry call a dry brine. So brine, it's I do air quotes on that because brine technically means it's like uh, submerged in like a, a hydrating solution to plump up the juices. But actually, dry brine is when you apply a mixture of like salt and pepper and herbs onto the meat a couple of days ahead. And that pulls out the natural moisture and juices from the meat and then lets it penetrate back in along with all the flavor so that when you go to cook it, it's not cooking out any extra water that you added. It's just its own juices. This is how I do my turkey every year for Thanksgiving. And everybody who tastes it is like, how is this the juiciest chicken or turkey I've ever had? Same with the chicken. Um, but the turkey breast doesn't dry out. It's like so moist and tender. You got a dry brine, two day process. So along with Dane's chicken, I've also learned about these two phenomenal, like highly rated foodie destination locations. One being Lantern, which is a farm to table location. Also Hawthorne and Wood, which is a Michelin star location. So you can get James Beard Award food or Michelin star food right here around Chapel Hill. Easy access, isn't that amazing? So you can you can get your barbecue, but you can also go high end. And Lantern um, was absolutely spectacular. The vibe in there is, is multifaceted because you've got the dining room that um, has an open kitchen area that you can see the chef's work. They have got a beautiful back patio where you can sit outside and they have like all kinds of beautiful growth and vines in the back. And then they have like a secret bar in the back alley that's really dark with like uh, leather and red lanterns inside, delicious. And yeah, she's James Beard award-winning chef um, and she knows her stuff. And I think that was one of the most tender melts in my mouth pork chops I've ever had. A pork chop is one of my all-time favorite foods and that was one of the best I had in my life. And then you move over to Hawthorne and Wood, and yeah, he's a Michelin star chef. I believe that he had seven stars. So annually he got renewed his star when he was a chef out in California. But he got sick of all the, the hype and the rigmarole that it takes um, with all that. And he just wanted to come back home to his North Carolina roots. He's a huge Tar Heels fan. And um, set up shop and just cook his own style of cuisine that infuses his, uh, like I said, North Carolina roots with local, beautiful um, produce and um, food, as well as his international experience and flair. So that is a super high-end meal, but it's really approachable at the same time. So that's one that is really special and the flavor the dishes I tasted were so jam-packed with flavor but so fresh and light at the same time it was delicious can't miss it now you also got a chance to go over and do a show at Duke and while we're talking mainly about American fair over in Chapel Hill it seems like Durham is really a melting pot where a lot of different flavors and cultures all come together and I was really blown away by the Latin flavors over there. And you told me that the Durham Latin scene was one of your most favorite culinary stops so far on your three-day weekend journey. Okay. So this place called Boricua Sol, Boricua for Puerto Ricans and their Puerto Rican heritage, 
was spectacular. And this is kind of like a fast casual um, type restaurant, but uh, Chef Toriano and his wife, uh, uh, Serena, I believe her name is, have done a fantastic job of making it feel like a place where everybody is welcome at their table, everybody's family. They had some of the best uh, pulled pork and Cuban sandwiches I've ever had. In fact, I housed the whole thing like what you see on camera on the show i ate the entire thing i was so full and i have to eat so much food and i just couldn't stop i couldn't stop myself because it was that good tender juicy delicious perfectly cooked all the perfect to comp um a con ah, accoutrement on the side it was amazing don't miss bodique soul when you're in durham now where i'm going to dinner tonight i thought i was going to do it for lunch but i'm going to do it for dinner is a place called saltbox over in Durham. I'm a big seafood guy. Even though I'm from the mountains of North Carolina, I love seafood. And mm -hmm. this place had, had a shrimp sandwich that even makes a New Englander like you say, hey, this is pretty good. Uh, yeah, you nailed it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm from Boston. I live I live in New England. We love our seafood, and I am very particular about my seafood. Um, but Saltbox Seafood Joint is just that. It's a seafood joint, and everything in there is cooked with love and a little special something. Um, and the chef over there, he's a hoot. He's so fun, and he knows what he's doing. And so that shrimp sandwich that I got was so the the breading on it was so light and tender and crisp but when you butt, bit into the shrimp it was so fresh it had that snap to it where if you overcook a shrimp it's too chewy if you undercook a shrimp it's too like gummy that this one had the crisp snap it was good it was all the stuff go check out salt boxy food joint and you're gonna get all the goods and the cool thing about there is that he has all kinds of different um local catch of the day as well as um like your standard fare options and fried seafood platters and everything like that and you talk about just some of the challenges that you have when when cooking shrimp that you can be undercooked or overcooked and it really felt like at Saltbox, they didn't really fry it that long. I mean, your show, Three Day Weekend, did a great job of showing them actually putting the, the shrimp into the oil. And he took it out, and, and it seemed like less than a minute and a half. I don't know if that was real time, oh, yeah. but that got me, and it probably lends to that lighter feel in, in, in the, uh, the, the fry mechanism, I guess is what you would call it, as opposed to if you hop over to Long John Silver's and you get the stuff that's been under the heat lamp for about six hours. Oh yeah, you don't want that. That's that's gross. No thanks. Um, yeah, he and the, that's the key to cooking shrimp too. Is it? It cooks way quicker than you think it does. And Chef Ricky knew what was up. So like he just knew to blanch it real quick in the frying oil, and that the batter or the little light breading that he put on it wasn't too heavy for the shrimp. So it cooked up real crisp, real quick, real real good. Um, and then that tips at home for when you're you want to cook shrimp. Um, it's done when it just starts to curl and turn a little bit pink in color it doesn't have to be like super dark orange and if it starts to like really curl in on itself super tight and the edging around the back of it kind of curls in it's going to be a little overdone so you just want it to curl into a light c and there she's there she is welcome to nc state a school that's ahead of the pack. Wolfpack Nation, baby. With its history. Followed by Thompson. And traditions. The school is located in the capital city of Raleigh. A place of innovation. 
and fun for all ages. Home to James Beard award-winning chefs and the world's largest draft selection. Ooh, yeah. There's a lot on tap over the next three days as we visit Raleigh, North Carolina. Go Pack! We're talking with Jess Roy. She's the host of the ACC Network's travel show, three-day weekend, already in the books, a Duke show, already in the books, a UNC show. But coming up this weekend, Friday the 13th, it'll be the NC State show. And I think this one may be my favorite because you're going to two of my favorite all-time places. You're going out to the Wolfpack Dairy, out, which is out near Fuquay Arena, and then you're also going to Clyde Cooper's Barbecue. And being that our biggest sponsor here on the North Carolina Sports Network is the North Carolina Port Council, this is some serious barbecue country. In your three-year stint as the host of this show, I would imagine that everybody tries to get you to eat their barbecue. And, and they're almost always going to sit there and say, hey, now be sure and make sure you say that we're the best. Where has the best barbecue been so far, Jess? Okay, you're not wrong. Everywhere I go, there's barbecue, even in the Northeast. So like in Syracuse, we went to uh, Dinosaur, which is a legendary spot. And I think I even said it in the episode, like who says they can't make um, barbecue in the Northeast? They did a great job. Um, I would be hard pressed to say the best uh, that I've ever had because everywhere I've been is unique. Everywhere has their own little flair. Everybody's grandmother taught them something that is a secret weapon that they use in their uh, presentation and preparation. Um, I will say that there are favorite little things from each and every place that I go. Um, so I think at Clyde Cooper's, um, the, I, I loved the fried chicken there because I'm a big fried chicken fiend. Um, but, uh, and they're, I think they're really well known for their mac and cheese too. But everything I tasted was phenomenal. Oh, they did um, like a pork, they do pork rinds there. So so they like serve you a, a handful of pork rinds along with your barbecue tray. Um, so that's kind of funny. So you like kind of dip it like a nacho in some of the other sides. Wow. Talk about um, a little bit heart stopping <laughs> for your artery. Yeah, definitely uh, a Lipitor uh, winner right there. <laughs> I know, but it was so good. So worth it. Um, and I'm a big fan. So when, when you talk about barbecue and all the different areas and regions, um, I am a fan of, I want to taste the meat. I don't want it to be slathered too much sauce. I want it to speak for itself. And so the, my, my favorite type of barbecue, if you're going to go east versus west, um, North Carolina speaking, is definitely, I, I'm a vinegar girl. So I like the vinegar sauces versus like the tomato-based sauce or like a ketchup-based sauce. I think a lot of places like make it with ketchup. And I'm just like, no thanks. Just I just need a little bit of acidity as a hit to break through some of the super fatty richness of the meat. And that's all I want. We're talking with Jess Roy from the ACC Network's three-day weekend. And Jess, you told us about all these great places where you get to go eat and travel and do different adventures. Now, you're a snowboarder by nature, so you're an athlete. You can get out and, and mix it up. But I saw you go head-to-head -head with one of the greatest of all time in the sport of field hockey, New North Carolina head coach Erin Madsen. That was this past Friday night. And I got to oh. tell you, she, she, she's an intimidating person, but she seemed 
very at ease with you. And she was really giving you some uh, strong instruction. You could be on the way to the U.S. Olympic team. I think you have that type of talent. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for saying that, Mike. Um, yeah, no, not intimidating at all to be with like the goat over there, right? Like she's amazing. What a stellar athlete, but also she's a great person. Like she was lovely. She was so kind and so sweet to me to teach her a little bit of her skill set. Um, but the funniest thing was like, I'm not afraid to just try something new, especially in any sort of like sports or adventure. Um, activity uh but when they put me in the pads that goalie gave me her field hockey pads and i could not believe like what i was doing the athleticism it takes to be a field hockey goalie is bar none i felt like a turtle like with a shell like like impeding me from doing anything and then aaron Matson starts taking shots at me i wanted to run away from the ball so fast and i think i did it's somewhere in the lost reel on the floor uh she's shooting it's like hitting me in the face it's hitting me all over the place i like dive away from it um so i definitely don't know if i have a career uh, on the Olympic team, but it was sure fun to get that opportunity to uh, play a little with those wonderful women over there at UNC. As you've gone through this three-year journey around the Atlantic Coast Conference, what are some of your best memories of situations like that when you've gotten to go and do something maybe a little bit out of your comfort zone? Um, I have so many uh, stories to tell from this show. Um, I wish we could just air like all blooper reels because it's so hilarious. But um, yeah, I, again, I, as a former competitive snowboarder, um, and that was my collegiate sport, I was on the University of Colorado snowboard team. I'm not afraid to take risks. So they had me, I think, think I can't remember the episode. I think it might be Wake, Wake Forest, but I was rock base climbing for the first time ever. Yeah. Like, like, like straight up the mount, the, the rock base, never done it before, had a great guide and coach. And they were like, okay, you don't have to do the whole thing if you can't make it. And me and my competitive side, I was like, oh no, I'm making the summit. So, so I did. And I got this, I got to climb a rock base for the first time and it was super fun and um, I made it to the top. It was great. Uh, and another thing coming up, like the, another thing coming up that you're going to have to stay tuned for, it's another North Carolina episode. We're doing a Charlotte episode because that's the ACC headquarters now. And I get to get on the racetrack in the car with a NASCAR driver. And do they let me drive the car or do they not? You'll have to find out. But that was one of the best experiences of my life. Bucket list for sure. Now, if people want to follow you, not only on Three Day Weekend, we know go to the ACC Network, how can they uh, get a look inside your culinary world and maybe even come up to Boston and take a class from uh, Chef Jets? Absolutely, yeah. So I travel a lot, both for work, for research, and for fun. Um, so you can follow along with all those adventures on Instagram at jroy84, jroy84. And then all things culinary are via my cooking school, Shiso Kitchen, S-H-I-S-O Kitchen. So it's like she's so, but Shiso is actually um, a super common Japanese herb. It's really light and refreshing. So Shiso Kitchen is the name of my cooking school up here in Boston area and also the name of the Instagram. So at Shiso Kitchen and at JRoy84. Well, the great series that everybody needs to check out. I love it. It's called Three Day Weekend. It's on the ACC Network. Duke and North Carolina shows already 
on the air. You can get those on your Watch ESPN platform. You can also tune in this Friday night, October 13th, for the NC State episode. It's going to be fantastic. Jess Roy, thank you so much for joining us here on the North Carolina Sports Network. We look forward to seeing you whirling around Charlotte Motor Speedway <laughs> here in the next few weeks in the uh, soon-to-come Charlotte episode of Three Day Weekend. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Sport Clips is like no other place you've ever gotten your haircut. Sports everywhere. TVs everywhere playing sports. And guy-smart stylists who know how to give you the haircut you want and the haircut you need. You don't ever need an appointment. Walk-ins are welcome, and you'll walk out feeling like an MVP, guaranteed. Be sure to ask about the MVP experience, as it's something you just can't put into words. Awesome haircut, hot steam towel, invigorating shampoo, neck and shoulder treatment. It takes a haircut and turns it into an event. Sport Clips, a proud partner of the North Carolina Sports Network. The Old North State Tailgate, presented by the North Carolina Port Council, rolls on here on the North Carolina Sports Network. Next Saturday, our big game of the week will be in color week as the Furman Paladins and the Western Carolina Catamounts go at it at E.J. Whitmire Stadium. We look forward to you tuning in for that show, which will drop on Friday. Please subscribe on any platform you're watching or listening on, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon Music, or iHeart. We really appreciate your support of our shows. The David Glenn Show this past week with Caroline Hurricane Center, Sebastian Ajo, Wild Dogs and Hogs this week featured former East Carolina head coach Ruffin McNeil, now on the Wolfpack staff. And later on in today's show, we will get to the closing thoughts with David Glenn. But right now it's time for our Excel Moving and Storage. Big four games of the week. And David, you got a big one right there between the Ducks and the Huskies, Oregon and Washington, out on the left coast. Yeah, Mike, it feels strange to say this, but even in mid-October, there are only 11 undefeated teams left in the Power Five conferences. Close to home, of course, Florida State of the ACC, North Carolina of the ACC, Louisville of the ACC. But out west, both the 5-0 Oregon Ducks and the 5-0 Washington Huskies, two programs that are on their way to the Big Ten uh, in the near future. They go head-to-head. -head. It's one of those border war rivalries that we have around the country. Uh, there aren't many games at this or later stages of the regular season where it is undefeated against undefeated. Uh, but that's the case as Oregon heads to Washington this weekend. Both of those programs have relatively new coaches. It's Dan Lanning, the former Georgia defensive coordinator, leading the Ducks. It's Kalen DeBoer, the former Fresno State head coach, leading the Huskies. This is one of those where Oregon's had the best of the rivalry over the last couple decades. 15 of the last 18 games have gone to the Ducks, but more recently it's been split right down the middle. Three for each side in the last six matchups. Whatever happens, we know whatever else goes on in college football this weekend, the ranks of the unbeaten will drop by at least one 
uh, because we don't have ties in college football. So either the Ducks or the Huskies will fall by the wayside. Our second game is in Keenan Stadium. National television audience, big Saturday night affair. It's the Hurricanes and the Tar Heels. And in Chapel Hill, that usually results in a pretty good ball game, as we could uh, talk to Connor Barth about, who was on our show earlier this year from Jimmy's at Wrightsville Beach. Yeah, I think Connor has some good memories of specifically facing those those uh, Miami Hurricanes. Uh, Carolina, Mike, you and I have been there and seen that, uh, including with our tailgate tour stop for that Syracuse-Carolina game last week in Chapel Hill. The Tar Heels are not only winning and 5-0, they are stomping most of their opponents. Syracuse had arrived 4-1 on the season and playing with confidence and offensive balance, and the Tar Heels just shut them down in a 40-7 victory. I think Miami may be the best opponent of Carolina's regular season, at least, least to this point, just like the Heels had to deal with a great quarterback in Spencer Rattler of South Carolina. They have one in Tyler Van Dyke of the Hurricanes this week. What's different is that it's not just a quarterback. If you look at the rest of that Miami depth chart, and I hope folks will check out my article on this at ncsportsnetwork.com, the Canes have an all-ACC caliber player or more at pretty much every phase, line, linebacker, secondary, offensive line, wide out, running back, quarterback, even kicker. So they're plenty talented. They probably should be 5-0 and and would be, but for that Mario Cristobal, I don't kneel at the end of games where my team is winning and you know Georgia Tech shocks the world in that comeback a week ago. But I do believe th- this is a head-to-head matchup between two of the five teams with the best chance of getting to the ACC championship game in Charlotte in early December. So we'll see if the, it's the Hurricanes or the Tar Heels who come out on top. I do think because Miami's defensive front is really strong, they're actually leading the nation, the Hurricanes, in rushing defense. Nobody's been able to move the ball on the ground. That, of course, means that it's going to be on Drake May's shoulders to move the ball through the air. He's going to have star wideout Tez Walker, the embroiled in eligibility quagmire wide receiver transfer from Kent State. Uh, He, of course, is eligible, played some against Syracuse, but he's really written into the the, uh, game uh, plan against the Hurricanes. And you'd think that Walker could give Drake May one more weapon that he's likely to need against the Hurricanes. Our next game is over at Wallace Wade Stadium. The Duke Blue Devils hosting the North Carolina State Wolfpack. And it was a week ago that Dave Doran's Wolves had to go to the backup role for a quarterback. And the big question, I guess, on everybody's mind is, Will Mike Elko have to do so this week with the injury that Riley Leonard suffered against Notre Dame a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, Mike, I agree with that assessment entirely. All eyes will be on the quarterbacks in this one, and I mean on both teams. One quick side note before I elaborate on that. You're a state of North Carolina guy. I've been here for 37 years. The collateral damage of realignment and expansion includes the deterioration of longstanding rivalries, sometimes even rivalries between neighbors who are members of the same league. In the 80 years from 1924 to 2003, NC State and Duke played each other in football 79 times in those 80 years. The only exception, 1944, was because of World War II, which is a pretty good exception, a reason for an exception. Although these two schools' stadiums in football, 
are located only 22 miles apart. The Wolfpack has not played in Durham at Wallace Wade since 2013, a full decade ago. And in Dave Doran's 11 years at NC State, this is only the third time he is facing the Blue Devils head-to-head. So it's just weird right here in our backyard that these two play each other so rarely. But you're right to circle quarterbacks. We know it's going to be MJ Morris for the Wolfpack. We just don't know how he's going to respond against a Duke defense that's incredibly well coached by Mike Elko and his staff. Elko, the former defensive coordinator guru at Wake and Notre Dame and Texas A&M before he took the Blue Devils head coaching job. MJ Morris is still an inexperienced quarterback. He's a true sophomore who only played significant snaps in three games last year and then most recently this season against Marshall in that high-scoring win for the Wolfpack. How does MJ Morris handle what has been one of the best? In fact, the Blue Devils are number one in scoring defense in the ACC this season so far at 11 points per game. Going to be tougher sledding against the Devils than it was against Marshall for sure. But on on the other side, I think it's a true guessing game. If you and I just used our eyeball test, that ugly-looking ankle injury to Riley Leonard against Notre Dame, to me, means we're not going to see him against the Wolfpack. Now, Mike Elko has said he's day-to-day, which suggests that maybe he could play after an open week to get a little healthier. Dave Doran said at his press conference he's not sure what to think. He thinks it might be coach speak from Elko just to make it harder for the Wolfpack to game plan against the Blue Devils. I know the backup's name is Henry Bielen IV. He was not a highly recruited guy. He has hardly played. He does have a big arm that the Wolfpack has seen on film. And the Pack's even gone back to his high school tape to learn a little bit more about Henry Bielen IV, just in case. But the guy's only a redshirt freshman. This would be his first true action that's meaningful and against a quality opponent. So that, that unpredictable variable, will it be Riley Leonard or not, to me, that makes it basically impossible to predict this game because if if Leonard is close to 100%, I'd bet on the Blue Devils. And if it's his backup, I'd bet on the Wolfpack. The oldest restaurant in New Hanover County has a brand new look, feel, and taste, making it the number one place for great food in Wrightsville Beach. Owner Jimmy Galise and his wife Keaton have poured their hearts and soul into the reformation of this North Carolina coastal classic restaurant and the impact has been fantastic. King Neptune serves fresh fish, chicken, and steak and has an amazing wine and spirits to lift your dining experience to make it the best at the beach. Come taste the creations of Chef Chavez and you'll know that you have tasted a little bit of heaven right there in Wrightsville Beach. That's King Neptune. Call them at 910-239-3055 and make your reservation now. King Neptune in Wrightsville Beach, a proud partner of the North Carolina Sports Network. And our final Excel Moving and Storage Big Four Game of the Week. It's Barton and Lenore Ryan at College Field between the bricks in Hickory as the Bears and the Bulldogs go to battle. And last year, this game in Wilson was a 34-0 Lenore Ryan whitewashing of Barton. Barton now with Head coach Chip Hester, who just rebooted that program in 2020, now looking to get back on the winning side of this uh, rivalry's ledger in Hickory this weekend. Should be a really strong D2 game here in the Old North State. 
Lenore Ryan is the favorite. Lenore Ryan is ranked number 12 nationally in the D2 top 25. Barton is just a building program, but the Bulldogs are 5-1 and one as they visit 6-0 and oh, Lenore Ryan. That's part of why it's one of our games of the week. For those who don't know, Barton's located in Wilson. They didn't play football from 1950 when the university had a different name all the way through 2020 when it did reboot the program. And Chip Hester gradually, in now his fourth year of actual competition, uh, has them playing their best football of this rebooted program, no doubt about it. Lenore Ryan, as Mike said, located in Hickory. A totally different journey to get to this matchup. Uh, Lenore Ryan has been, what, 10 years ago, they played in the Division II National Championship game under Mike Houston, now the head coach at ECU. They've been ranked in the national top 25 many times. They have many conference championships in the South Atlantic Conference where both of these schools are now members. So heavy favorite, the Bears. But however it ends up on Saturday, both Barton and Lenore Rhine are carrying this state's flag quite nicely at the Division II level. Next week, we're headed to Cullowee for the big Furman and Western Carolina game. And why don't you give us this week's Organized for success, closing thought as we close out another edition of the tailgate. I've been at this for three plus decades, and often in mid October, we start running out of football related reasons to be excited about sports in our state. And that is not the case this year. Not only are the Tar Heels still undefeated as they face Miami, the Blue Devils have a chance to make a run at a trip to the ACC title game. NC State is energized by the young quarterback, M.J. Morris. We have NC Central at the FCS level that has a chance at the best season in program history. We have others at the FCS level, including these catamounts that I'm glad you brought up. They have not finished at Western Carolina in the FCS top 25 since 1984. That's before I even started covering this stuff. I was in high school in 1984. The Catamounts just went on the road and won a 52-50 to 50 thriller at Chattanooga, top 25 opponent in conference play. That was last weekend. Kerwin Bell, the former Florida quarterback and Division II national champion as a head coach, has re-energized this program in a way that we have not seen in truly decades, if not our lifetimes. They're going to be the underdog against Furman. That is the number four team in the FCS ranks. But the Catamounts can score with the best of them. They're fun to watch. They're moving the ball on everybody. They're getting the key field goal when they need it, the big touchdown pass when they need it, in the Kerwin Bell, former Florida Gators quarterback kind of style. So we're looking forward to chatting with Coach Bell. And, Mike, you might be surprised by this. I have been to more than 20 college football stadiums in the state of North Carolina. Of course, all seven FBS, uh, many D2 and on down the line. The only top level, meaning Division One college football stadium where I have not covered a game in my 37 years is in Cullowee, North Carolina. I've been to Western for other reasons and other sporting events, but this will be my first college football game at Western Carolina. So I'm, I'm excited that you and I are headed there with the tailgate tour. I'm excited to check something off of my bucket list here in our great state during college football season. So I hope folks will come out and see us leading up to that game. And I hope the Catamounts get a lot of support. They are five and one, and they will be a handful for the mighty Paladins of Furman 
Uh, whatever happens, I'm glad we're going to be a part of it. And, and I'm excited that we're bringing this version of our old North State tailgate and traveling sports circus to Cullowee, North Carolina, not too long from right now. Thanks for standing in for Chris Edwards this week, Mike. Always good to be with you. And I look forward to our road trip to one of the great Western posts in the great state of North Carolina. Thanks again to our special guest, Jess Roy of the ACC Network's Travel Show, three-day weekend. For Chris Edwards, who is on assignment this week, I'm Mike Whittle signing off all across the Old North State on the North Carolina Sports Network.